singing tonight while you're being seated I feel like traveling on this world holds no restrictions on me at this point I've got a home and glory land that's going to outshine the sun I've never seen that day yet but I'm looking forward to that great and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior Jesus Christ and this season We've really been celebrating, and I'm glad because we have some people that are in need, and we want to pray for them right now, and uh, those people need that effective, fervent prayer of the righteous. So if you consider yourself righteous in the kingdom of God, don't hesitate to punctuate your prayer with a confidence and a faith. Because you no longer hear or see your prayers does not mean that the eternal world has not received that exchange and the prayer faith is still working from some of you years ago. How many of you, you knew your parents prayed for you when you was a child, but you ran way out yonder. And then now look at you sitting in the house of God, enjoying the blessings of God and enjoying being able to help others through this life. So prayer is not just a holy roll of the dice. Prayer is a consistent, effective means of helping our brothers and sisters. So Sister Renee Flowers, the Adelot family, Sharon Little, Deborah Metzger, Dickie Ewing, Mildred Maxwell, Matt Ashton, he's doing quite well, Sister Ella Mae Bristow, and Ella, uh, Alex Stevens, Lois Weems, Jonathan Crawford, Miller Gambry, Rex Foster, Bob Bolton, Billy Bolton, Brother and Sister Trinata, George and Mildred Pratt, 
Nelson and Missy Miller, Chaplain Steve Gibbs, Loretta Edwards, Brother and Sister Bristow again, and Brother and Sister Proctor. And I encourage you to pray for all of the family of the Bale family with Mike's, Mike Bale died and uh, Brother <coughs> pardon me, Brother Jeff and them. some of them are over there now trying to help negotiate the uh, quick passing of this gentleman. And so we want to be praying for all of those family members and friends and cousins and uh, just, uh, just a tough deal. But we are believing God for every prayer to meet a need and in many cases, many needs. Hold on just a minute. did a study this week in how many times the word Christ and Christianity is in the Bible. It's over 500 times. There's more than one and a half source giving points to Jesus Christ, the only begotten of the Father, who we're going to study more tonight. But I want you to be relieved if you have friends and family and prayers that are in place if you have desires and hopes that are in place, be watching your thought patterns because the Spirit works with thoughts. Jesus used the word, I know my thoughts toward you, saith the Lord. They are thoughts of peace, not evil, of a good hope of a final outcome. Anytime you got a spiritual thought coming that wants you to feel like you're giving up, that it won't work, that it's not going to happen. That's a lying spirit, and it comes straight from hell. But when it is encouraging and confidential and making you to sense, I know in whom I have believed. I am persuaded that he's able. When you sense that, that's the angels of God. And so as we stand to our feet and plead the blood of Jesus and pray in the name of Jesus by the power of the Holy Ghost, we're going to know without a question that God is going to meet with these people. He will answer it like he wants to, but he's going to meet with every one, every one of these situations we're praying over. Father, I have no doubt about it. The angels are gathering now to go to them that hear the voice of the Spirit. And then I'm praying against every adversarial angel of hell that would deny the healing, the miracle, the glory, the confidence, the beauty of praying in the Holy Ghost. I pray tonight according to the will of God, according to the blood, according to the name, according to the future that the will of God be accomplished as these people receive it in Jesus' name.
Oh, let's praise him as we thank him for hearing our petitions, knowing that he heard us. season. Why don't you give him a hand? <laughs> Hallelujah. The ushers are racing to their post while they're racing. I want to remind you of the jams that's going on tonight. We've got workers back in the back over across the way and uh, go uh, let's see, the 8th is Youth Sunday, the 17th is Ladies United Fellowship, 6.30 p.m. Sister Candy Guilforth is speaking. Bratcher's Nursery, sign up in the foyer. 21st Journey, Family Life Center, 6 to 8. And if you fit that category even close, eat up. Sign up in the foyer. And then, of course, the 29th monthly mission pledge is due. I do encourage you to continue to pray for Sister Mary Lou and Brother Ronnie. I see him here tonight, but uh, we want their strength to absolutely be at optimum levels. They're doing better, but I just am believing God to give them special strength. Father, thank you for every dime, penny, dollar that is given in your name. I pray the blessing of the Lord upon this people. As they glorify you with their tithe and their offerings. In Jesus' name, bless the missionaries as they receive the offerings. Amen. God bless you tonight as you give. New Year's Eve in the Family Center, starting at 8 o'clock. There's a get-together as normal. All of you that are real active can play volleyball and basketball. And those who don't feel quite so active, please bring some 
the table games to play. So it will start <coughs> at 8 o'clock, okay? Come, come play the new year and then pray the new year out. It's gonna be worth it all. It's gonna be worth it all. It's gonna be worth it all. Some beautiful, happy day. It's gonna be worth every long mile, every heartache, and every trial. It's gonna be worth it all. Some beautiful, happy day. It's gonna be. You've only got the opportunity to hear about 852 more messages from me. Praise God, don't get so excited. It is wonderful to be able to talk about Jesus. There is no wonder in the world that is nearly worth talking about as Jesus Christ. He is the bright and morning star. He is the lily of the valley. He is the scepter. He is everything and has become all things to all men that by all means we would be saved. Wow. I would encourage you as you move into this next year to look in your Bible concordance or online, however you do it, but look up the words and uh, that mean the most to you. I would encourage you to look at all the different places where he uses the term saved because you want to take advantage of every one of those because you want your whole life to be complete in him. You want to find out that the Bible hosts over four, um, over 500 times the name Christ. So you want to make sure 
that you're studying the name that is above every name and where it fits in the calibration of your thinking, of your activities, of your lifestyle, because those are the things that not only God judges, but men judge. And you want righteous judgment to come forth clean, pure, and without fogginess. And so it's the pastor's obligation and joy to be able to minister to the Christ. And so we're going to take advantage of Jesus Christ, whom we are celebrating in a special way at this Christmas season. Did, did it come through up there? Good. I, uh, I want to talk about the word or the bloodline that is in print, which helps us in so many ways. You shall know the truth, and the truth shall make you free. The truth is the wisdom of God working in the mind of man, transforming that energy into hands that help the hurting and feet that lead us past the impossibles to the possibles. These are not coined phrases by somebody that wrote this stuff for me. God is leading this church because of your prayers, because of your faith. I can assure you that no preacher will ever preach above the desire of the church. But the preacher, God, if he has to, will get a donkey to get the message to the people that believe. And that's why Balaam's donkey is such a key part of our Sunday school classes. That is amazing to me that the bush could be on fire and the glory of the Lord could be in a stick that was held out over the river. Ladies and gentlemen, God's not up against it for reaching your nature and to reach into thee and cleanse thee. What he's up against is people that believe in part of him but don't believe him all. It's high time for us to crucify the flesh and the lust thereof and receive the riches of his inheritance in the saints. He is looking for something great and he wants to give us great so he can find the rest of it in us. So I realize that I'm not the greatest editor of printed material but I do believe that being an example is far more powerful and profitable to the world. The Bible said you are living epistles. You can't talk as loud as your walk. You cannot think of things that are greater than the way you act. You can memorize scripture, but if it don't show in your handshake and it doesn't show in your face, the Bible teaches us without a question that the glory of God is in the face of God. It's the same with his people. The lookalikes have a face. And you can read people by looking. Ladies and gentlemen, going to church is not about fun. It is about learning. 
It's not about going to the house of God to get a good feeling. It's to get future. The word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our pathway. And the glory of the Lord is revealed from word to word or memory to memory as we repeat the word of God. And so he is seeing you are living epistles known and read of all men. They see our actions, and when they hear us talk about something great, they want to see somebody that acts great. That's the reason for the book of Acts. See if peace that passes understanding is truly what's happening in our life. If the glory of our experience as we walk in Christ or flesh daily, our kids can read us about like we can read them. I said, our kids can read us. They whispered to each other, what's wrong with dad? I don't know. They must be fighting. Don't you think that the kids can't tell when peace is in the house and the others are going on? That's why some of my friends, they will not fuss and fight in the den. They take it to the bedroom at least. The genuine evidence of walking in Christ is... I wish somebody would turn to Galatians, the fifth chapter, and find them right quick. We've had it on the marquee for a little over a week because I want this world to know that giving fruit in the Christmas season is found in the book for every month of the year. The fruit of the Spirit is how you can tell if you've been eating the Word of God. If you've been imbibing the Word of God, and I, I would like for somebody to read them to us real quickly. Who's got them? Does any of your phones work? It's called a Bible app. The fruit of the Spirit. Okay, stand up if you would, sister. Oh, well, let somebody. Oh, okay, there it is on the on screen. Go ahead. You may have to turn around and look. Oh, my goodness. Against those simple things. But now, how many of you would agree with me that it's not all that simple to grow that stuff? I struggle with this stuff here. And I, I'm surmising that pretty much everybody else does because all that stuff don't grow when I let weeds, weird thoughts dominate my mind. They just don't have place to grow. And unfortunately, I have let other things dominate the territory of my brain that would otherwise create in me a growing of the spirit. How many of you, has anybody got the works of the flesh right there? Look up under the works of the flesh. I, I'm sorry I didn't put it on the screen. It's just in my heart and my mind. Okay, look here. We got it there. Uh, Galatians 5 and 19. Okay, Brother Tanner, I think you've got it. No, 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 I know it. I, I want you to tell your brothers and sisters. That's fine. That one just says the same thing. 
You're doing great. Just busted out there. They don't know either. Lasciviousness. Go ahead. Here's the rest. Keep going. What I want to tell you is the once that you plant God's word in your life, you get the fruit of the Spirit. It is a condition that he puts in place with your faith. These, the works of the flesh, once you open the door to flesh talking to you, any number of these that would weaken your spiritual collaboration with God would cause you to limit yourself to the promises of God. We all know that if you eat the right things, you grow the right body. We all know that if you eat the wrong things, you wind up with things that happen that are wrong in your physical anatomy. The spiritual and the physical are so similar in every way. The difference is choice. I choose to let flesh dominate me. And you'll hear people that say it. And I used to do it real big time. And every now and then I still do. I know I shouldn't be eating that. But I tell you, it just looks so good. I have had diabetic friends that said that same thing. Ladies and gentlemen, I know I shouldn't be saying this. Stop right then. The moment you try to tell somebody something and you say, I know I shouldn't be saying it, God's trying to stop you from stepping over a place in life that you're going to never notice about until somewhere down the road it's going to come back up just like a seed of corn is planted. It don't come up the next day. Our history has got to be under the blood. Our history, that's why I said pray this prayer every day. Not my will, but thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. When you don't forgive others, the door is wide open for you to do your own thing. Ladies and gentlemen, I can't be preaching any straighter and any more anxious than I am tonight I am believing God is about to turn this community upside down and he's wanting to use you to do it I said, I believe God is fixing to use you to absolutely turn this community upside down. It's going to be whispering, but it's not going to be whispering in the wrong direction. They're going to say something's happening over at that church. I'm telling you, I know the people that's going there, and they are like a firebrand. They can't stop talking about Jesus. They can't stop quoting the word. They can't stop living in love. They can't stop living in glory. 
glory. They've got something going on over there. Would you like to see Moses' fire again where God speaks directly out of the world that don't even supposed to be talking? That's what's about to happen. Uh, The rod of Moses is coming out of that. The power of the word is coming out of that. And oceans are going to separate. And things that we thought impossible are going to become possible because we are going to serve God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. We're going to praise him not because the music's right, but because he is God. He alone is the Savior. He alone can cause these things to happen. And he's going to have somebody that's going to join him in that effort. As we must continue the overcoming attitude, crucify the flesh daily, rising daily to walk in the newness of life. Every day should be a new day. The book says it this way, this is the day that the Lord hath made. Rejoice and be exceeding glad in it. Don't you let the devil mess you up when you get out of that bed and say it's going to be a bummer today and it's not going to work. Things are not looking good for today. I'm telling you, he's looking for you to look up. In that moment, he's going to transcend all of the things that are facing you and give you strength and give you wisdom and give you the fruit of the Spirit and you're going to be able to rise in that moment to be the Christ that's why we're called Christians Christ in you the hope of oh glory Paul to Titus an apostle to a young pastor (coughs) pardon me put them in mind to be subject to principalities and powers, to obey magistrates, to be ready to... Have I got a son-in-law out there that can talk loud when he needs to? Be ready to... Somebody punch him. Oh, that's what... Man, I knew you had it in you. Thought maybe she put a shackle on you or something. Then read the rest of that. Oh, wait, wait, wait. But, but you don't understand my idiots that are working next to me on the job. That doesn't give you the privilege to violate the will of God for your life because the will of God for your life is that you can go through hills and never notice. You can go through valleys and never notice. He is the God of the valley. He's the God of the mountain. He is the God of every trial you'll ever go through. I'm telling you, serving God is not just a thing you do on Sunday or Wednesday. It is what you do every day to your children, to your family, to your husband, your wife. And it's not going to come natural. It's going to become because of discipline. I will be discipled by the word. And the preaching of the word brings forth faith. And faith gives you credibility with your dream. Thank you, sir. These obeyed reveal those walking in the faith. Died for the gospel. For we ourselves were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving divers lusts and pleasures, 
living in malice and envy and hateful and hating one another. And after the kindness and love of God, our Savior toward man appeared. Somebody say, preach it, Pastor. I want you to know that my heart is totally dedicated to preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ because you've put food on my table for nearly 40 years. You've put cars in my yard for nearly 40 years. If you think I'm going to play games with your forever life, you have got another thought coming. You don't have to come listen to me another day, but I'm going to preach Jesus Christ and him crucified. I'm going to preach him resurrected and coming again. I'm going to preach him a holy God that we follow a holy God we become a holy people by our voice by our actions by our thought patterns we become holy I'm telling you you can't dress enough holy but you can undress to the place where you defeat your holiness ladies and gentlemen we dress right because the righteousness of God demands that we are living epistles known and read of all men we bow to the spirit world We bow to the word of God. We bow to that. And then when we walk out through the camp, the glory and the radiation of Holy Ghost power, the glory of physical power is not the key. You can look like Charles Atlas if you want to, but the big deal is I want to look like Jesus. I want people to see Jesus in my countenance. I want them to hear Jesus in my voice. I want them to hear Jesus in my decisions. I want them to feel Jesus when I decide how to live and where to live and what to do with my life. I want to be a holy man that is a holy, that serves a holy God and through the holy word we can do it. I wish somebody stand and say God we're going to press toward the mark. We're going to press toward the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. We're not going to sit around and go to house of God and not get the God of the house to go home with us. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture, and he leads and feeds. I wish some of you young men would clap your hands for these old men, gray-headed men that have paved the way. They have kept this church alive. They have put major dollars here so that you could, and we need to let them know we appreciate our elders in this church. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. Now, let me, I'm, not, I'm trying not to get into a Bible study on every verse. Not by works of righteousness, which we have done. What he's saying is, you can act right, but if you don't live right, you annul the acting. So let no evil word come by your tongue. Because here's what the Bible said. The tongue is a rudder. How you speak means more than what you say. So the Spirit itself maketh intercession with the Father for us. And if the tongue doesn't come forth with the spiritual atmosphere then there's germs contaminating the relationship at the home, the relationship at the job, and so the people feel the spirit greater than they do the physical word. But when the 
works of righteousness are filled with the spirit of truth, the works of righteousness radiate and creates conviction. So he saved us by the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost. And again, I I, I encourage you to look everywhere in your Bible about the word saved or saved because you're going to find out that saved is very broad. Then you want to ask yourself the question, what am I saved from in this setting and what am I saved into in this setting? See, that don't sound real important. And so, you know, like, preacher, let's get on to the big stuff. No, that is huge. That characterizes the word salvation because we are saved by the renewing of the Holy Ghost, keeping it current. And it's just so easy to go to bed and leave it at the church house. By the washing of regeneration and the renewing of the Holy Ghost were saved, which he shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ, our Savior. So that being justified by his grace, and I put teachings in there because the grace of God teaches us, we should be made... <laughs> oh, my God. I am, I am right under the glory where the spout comes out. I wish I had more than that, and I'm glad I don't have too much. Uh, my son-in-law is coming right now to ask me for some money. Typically, it's the other way around. I'm <laughs> this is all I got. No, you're not. You're coming to get. You're at the house of God. You're getting from the man of God. It's not just your dad-in-law tonight. You're getting from the man of God. I'll give you everything I got. Thank God I didn't bring much. Receive ye me, he said. And then his grace makes us heirs according to the hope of eternal life. In this, we are saved by hope. So, when you're sitting in church and you're waiting on your dad-in-law to give you some cash, it just feels good that not have to ask him. But if you ask, he said, in faith, I will give it to you. But tonight, because I know him, he will spend that whole gob of money on his wife and his kids and his house and he will make sure that they are protected from any evil spirit getting in that house because I gave him really more than he's getting in cash I'm giving him the more sure word of prophecy the word of God which is an anchor of the soul both steadfast and sure that can it is impossible for God to lie he said I will give unto you and I will make of you and I will be to you all of those things are incredibly phenomenal in the realm of God's reality about going to the cross and I want us to get there to wit, 
that God was in Christ. I don't know how many times he reached for me. My dad helped him a lot. Uh, you know, I would be sitting back there about where Brother Parsons is, and uh, me and my friends would be in the house of God talking and laughing, and Dad would get up and start leading the singing. And, and, and people started singing louder, but I, I started moving. Because I knew if I didn't catch the signal, the signal would get stronger when we got home. Because he had a way of getting me sensitive to that finger point. Because if I missed it, he would say, Son, let's slip down to the back of the house. And there he would love on me. The Bible said a man that doesn't chasten his children don't love them. And he said, a pastor that don't do the same, don't love them. Oh, I know, I wanted, I wanted him to let up. It didn't make sense to me. But once I got the cadence of it, the blessings started flowing. Motorcycles started showing up in the driveway. Boat and ski trips started showing up in my life. Going on a beautiful vacation started showing up in my life. Some of you are dads and mothers, and you understand what I'm talking about. Learning to help them to understand discipline or discipleship is critical. So God hath committed unto us the word of reconciliation. How he does that is this, Brother Tanner. Come unto me, all you that are plumbers. My wife's about ready to run the aisle. We got up day before yesterday and every room over in our end of the house was flooded. A root in a bad place. And I hated so bad to call him on that day. And I said, Brother Tanner, well, you know he knew I wasn't calling him to go come give him my $1,000. He'd already got a couple of other calls. He was prepared. But he made his way over there as short as he could, took that little snake. I've always wondered why they call it a snake. Because it's a real funny thing, isn't it? Is it because it wiggles so much? But anyhow, it wasn't a matter of minutes. He knew how to handle my problem. We were just minutes away from victory. And I want to tell you that a learned... God, who tasted death for every man, who tasted sin for every man, has learned how to save us. Call on me in the day of trouble, he said. I'll hear you. I may be busy on the East Coast and I may be busy on the West Coast but I got angels that are watching over you and if you need some forgiveness just repent and I got angels that will come heal you. If, if you need some encouragement I got angels that will comfort you. If, if you need some victory I got some angels that will lead you beside still waters. If you need some food I got angels that will feed you the word of God. 
that will be a lamp unto your feet and a light unto your pathway. Don't you underestimate the angelic host right now. Don't you ever underestimate. Call on me in the day of trouble. He may not show up looking like you thought he ought to show up, but I promise you angels are on the way to those of you who have interceded, those of you who are praying, those of you who are worshipers, those of you who are obedient. Don't you ever doubt it. There's angels on the way. The glory of God is in the angelic host. They sing unto the Lord constantly. And the angels were around Jesus that day. No wonder when I think of the goodness of Jesus. Because look at that last statement or the last for God had made Jesus to be sin for us. Don't you let that just become a decadent historical statement. That is a present day power source. God made him to be sin. The reason he can bring wisdom and healing and knowledge is he knows what sin tastes like. He knows what sin feels like. And he ever liveth to make intercession with the Father with groanings. And Paul taught us how to do it when you're in prison, when you're hooked up to nothing but brokenness, and when your heart is broken, and you're in prison with, I don't know what to do, when you're in prison, look up for your redemption draweth nigh the redeemer is the messiah he will redeem you from all of your history he will escort you over still waters and he will escort you over troubled waters and he will give you a boat like the ark he will give you sustenance when you can't find it on the earth I'm here to preach to you and teach to you that this mighty God the everlasting father the Prince of Peace is not on vacation, but he's fixing to take his church home and it'll be vacation forever. You don't want to miss the ride. You don't want to miss the moment. Stay hooked up. Why don't we pray? Singers are coming. I agree that knowledge is critical. Also agree in practicing growth. I offer these thoughts to balance the life of godliness. That's spiritual mindedness. Changing in all things and keep a faith alive that realizes we are not complete in Christ yet. Change occurs as we grow in grace. The more you eat physically, the fatter you get. Or at least the energy you need. You quit eating. And you'll be laying around somewhere. Shriveling up. With headaches. And all kind of things. You've got to eat. To keep the blood flowing. I said you've got to eat. I didn't say look at it. And I didn't say taste it. Even though the Bible uses that term. Taste and see that the Lord is good. His mercy endureth to all generations. You've got to eat the word. That's why he says study. Because study is different than just glancing at it. 
Study is when you start squeezing the spirit of truth into your life. That's where you digest the word. You never understand what you're eating till it turns into the ability to have a muscle level and a power source and a brain level with multiple multiple capacities in your nerve system. God made your body so that you could sense physically what's going to happen spiritually. And he called it the body, the church, the body of Christ. Brother Darren, would you dare go back and get Brother Ronnie out of that uh, laid-back mode? He looks so comfortable. If you would, just escort him to Brother Tanner. And y'all get on either side of him. But both Brother Tanners. How about that? Let's really do the Tanner thing right. You guys, no, no, no. Y'all get in the middle of your elders. I'm fixing to try to help you right here. No, no, you young guys get in the middle of your elders. Can you different? Can you not tell the difference in the elderly? There you go. You elders now are living letters to these young men on how to treat wives. You are living epistles on how to worship God in this church house. You are living epistles on how to govern your tongue. They're watching you two old men. Now, one of you is older than the other one. I want you to know I'm aware of that. But I hope every aged man in here knows that these young men are watching you and what you get yourself and you think you can get by, you're teaching them how to get by without prayer, without fasting, without worshiping, without loving your neighbor, without loving God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. We are living epistles known and read of all men, and they are reading us every church service. When the musicians get up here, it's time to worship. When the musicians get up here and sing, it's not an entertainment. Oh, I like that song. I don't like it. It's not a judgment setting. It is a time that the worshipers are leading us to the throne room where the God of heaven has got angels already posted and watch the worshipers now those that worship me in spirit and in truth you go down and you take care of their home you keep the temperature setting right peace and joy and righteousness you keep their thought patterns governed peace and righteousness and joy in the Holy Ghost brother it's not about getting the Holy Ghost it's letting the Holy Ghost do the work of God it attracts angels that spirit alive in us pulls the angelic host and the angelic host reteaches the word in our feet. Thy word, O oh Lord, is a lamp unto our feet, a light unto our pathway. We're not playing games with God. I'm not playing footsies with anything about God. He is my redeemer. He is my savior. He is my king. He is coming back. I want to be ready. And I want to have a bunch of y'all ready. I'm telling you, there's a thousand of people out yonder that are looking for what you and I have got a touch of. 
Would you guys just praise the Lord as you walk around and sing on fire? Brother Ronnie, you're the oldest. You just lead them around. Show them how to wave your arms. And, and that's it. That's that old military thing. Brother, that guy knows obedience because he's in the military. Just yet. If there's anybody who wants to join them in this march, please feel free. I'm telling you, this is like a Sunday night service. It's like a Holy Ghost revival. There's a God of heaven that's looking in on this place tonight. And he said, I will if you will. I'll give it to you if you give yourself to me. I will not stop. Keep singing. Hallelujah. That's right. That's it. says stir up the spirit within you you got he's not going to force it it's going to have to be stirred up from your faith it's going to be have to be stored up from your desire i'm here to tell you he said stir up the gift that is within you by the laying on of hands that's what we ought to do every day stir it up get it going before you leave the driveway leave it don't leave the house without stirring it up hallelujah thank you sister Meyer my beautiful wife I want you to pray for your spouse or pray for your neighbor it it, it don't have to be a neighbor in the house tonight it could be a neighbor somewhere out there in your world but I want us to pray for somebody besides ourselves right now I want us to reach beyond self because that's where the revival's going. It's going beyond us. The more we share this, the more he gives us to be more. In the name of Jesus, every person online, I pray the holy fire of heaven touch the anointed. Let them burn in such a fervent excitement that this world can't help but notice there is a signaled 
difference in their house where they get fire, where they get glory, where they get future, where they get comforted. In the name of Jesus, hallelujah. Let's praise him with a giant hand clap of praise. Let's worship him with our voice. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for Wednesday night revival Bible study. Thank you for the glory that's in the house. But I thank you for the glory that's already going to be there tomorrow. Hallelujah. I wish you'd smile at somebody on your way out and make them think you like them. I appreciate every one of you that are here and those of you that were online. And I'm telling you, God is going to do something with this one hour that we have given to him. One little hour. But I can tell you it'll last for days if you let it. God bless.